Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Let's dive into the Montana Football Hour. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, any contributions to our Big Sky Conference football discussion, you can always join the conversation. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call and or text. Let us know what your biggest questions are. Uh, when it comes to the e- the uh, the Big Sky Conference, and uh, excited to dive into a little uh, Big Sky Conference quick hitting uh, trip around the league. It's just some stuff we've been thinking about, wondering about, worried about, talking about. The Montana Football Hour is presented by the Advocates. Summer weather brings more distraction and dangerous driving to our roads. If you or a loved one has been injured, the advocates are here to help you. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal process so you can get back on your feet emotionally, financially, and physically. Call 406-640-4444. Call today and remember, you always have an advocate. Uh, We're going to start this questions segment with our good buddy Andrew Houghton, our producer in the back, with a continuation of a segment I did while he was gone. Andrew was out. Uh, to his home city, the nation's capital, and otherwise. And uh, I did some Big Sky talk while he was away. And we touched on this earlier, but I was too busy ranting and raving about the state of college football at large and how this realignment is going to affect the uh, Montana schools and the rest of the Big Sky Conference. One of the questions, one of the big questions I had was sort of tiering the league into four tiers in terms of the pressure that is on the programs from a coaching staff perspective and just general narratives around the program. So, for example, my bookends were I had Idaho and Idaho State with no pressure on them this year because they have new coaches, uh, sort of a new vision. Idaho State has a lot of room to improve compared to what they've been in recent years. And Idaho, uh, I think, is a golden opportunity because they have – a lot of talent and a lot of resources, so maybe a new voice will certainly help. Well, it has already already helped galvanize and empower and ignite the fan base 
how does it work with the actual personnel on the field? We shall see. But I do think Idaho and Idaho State are playing with a lot of house money this year. On the other side of the spectrum, I thought the teams with the most pressure are Montana, Montana State, because of who they are. The the storylines going into the season can't brand vegan at Montana State live up to what was one of the great debut seasons in the history of the subdivision? And can Bobby Houck, after proclaiming and re-emphasizing RTD ever since he got back, can he actually get the Grizzlies there? Uh, yeah, quarterfinals the last two years is fine. Uh, but for Montana, the expectation is a national championship. I think Montana's internal expectation this year is a national championship. So how do they make that happen that comes with a lot of pressure on that. I think the other, the other team in the league that's very interesting in terms of pressure is Eastern Washington because uh, Aaron Best has led Eastern to the playoffs three times since Bo Baldwin retired, or uh, I should say resigned and then moved on and then subsequently returned to the Big Sky Conference. The Eagles were very good a year ago. They beat Montana during the regular season. They made it to the playoffs. They won a playoff game, and then they got whipped in Washington Grizzly Stadium. But all in all, a 10-win season is a good year for Eastern Washington. Does the bottom fall out with Eric Berrier moving on, first to the NFL, then to the USFL? And is there a moment when, when this team, when Eastern Washington's roster becomes exclusively an Aaron Best roster, does it have the same prowess and talent that Eastern has long had? Eastern's been very good at, at not missing a beat between Paul Wolf, Bo Baldwin, and the first handful of years here of Aaron Best. Does a missed beat, is that on the horizon with the roster becoming more Aaron Best-like? So, Andrew, I, I uh, only let you talk about a little bit of what you were talking about or a, a little bit about this pressure conversation. And you were mentioning UC Davis which is a, a good one because of the opportunity they might have just as a huge university with premier academics and unbelievably um, prestigious and affluent fan base and a California TV market. What? Who else do you think is in sort of the, the, the pressure side of the Big Sky Conference in football this year? Well, it's a great call on Montana, Montana State, and I think Eastern Washington, too. I guess the other point with UC Davis would be not only sort of the intricacies of moving up, but as you've mentioned on the show before, I mean, the Causeway Classic is now a thing. There was a moment where Davis was looking to be that team that was taking the step up and sort of joining the top echelon of the Big Sky Conference, and now it seems that their in-state rival, Sacramento State, has almost passed them there. So I think they've got a lot of pressure on them, not only to maybe look better for a potential move up, but also to keep up sort of with the in-state rival in Sac State. So I've got Davis right up there. It's interesting because a lot of these um, programs here, when we're talking about the pressure on the program, is a lot different from the pressure that's on the coach, right? I mean, there's a lot, I, you know, I don't think there's a lot of pressure on Northern Colorado's football team, but there is a lot of pressure on Ed McCaffrey, and I don't think those two things are the same. Such an interesting dynamic. I actually had, so I had four tiers in this. I had no pressure at all, a little bit of pressure, certainly pressure, and then the most pressure. And I actually had Northern Colorado in the certainly pressure because of Ed McCaffrey. I, uh, it's so funny. Because 
We analyze Big Sky Conference football, but we also analyze media a lot around here. And the Big Sky Conference has never been a conference that has been heavily covered. And the farther away you get from Montana and Idaho, the more that is true. And part of it is just, you know, Weber State is within an hour drive of University of Utah and BYU and just a two-hour drive from Utah State. Sacramento State is in the heart of the most populous state in the city or state in the, in the United States. And so there's a reason why they're sort of down on the media pecking order. But as the world has continued to evolve, it's just like almost everything else. The stratification has grown even greater. I think that the Montana schools and the Idaho schools are getting covered better than they ever have before. And some of the other schools aren't. That said, I think that there's like this broad and basic narrative around Northern Colorado because of some of the reporting in the Greeley Tribune and some of the stuff that's been out there. You see three dozen plus players into the transfer portal in Northern Colorado. Then you read these articles quoting anonymous sources saying that Ed McCaffrey is just a big bad wolf who's just there, you know, gutting the program. And I always want to remind people that there's there there's two edges, there's two sides of the coin, there's two edges to the sword, always. And so I can't help but think, on one hand, certainly Ed McCaffrey could be there and have no idea how to manage a, manage a roster, and he could be chasing players off and his coaching style or lack thereof, could be completely uh, disingenuous and could be completely in the face of anything savory or, or what Northern Colorado wants it to be about. Or Ed McCaffrey could be gutting a program that doesn't have very many good players, and that's why Northern Colorado has been toward the bottom of the Big Sky Conference for the duration of it. He might, a lot of these players that are into the portal might be there because of performance. He might be trying to remake the roster in as fast a, po- as, uh, a fashion as possible. And so, I, I, but you're right, though. Regardless of which one it is, it's a huge amount of pressure on Ed McCaffrey because he wants it to be the latter, not the former, and he has to then make it true in market improvement on the field. Yeah, I mean, insofar as the exodus to the transfer portal, I think there's a lot of pressure on Ed McCaffrey because he brought all the sons in and they weren't that good last year. That that's why I'm saying there's pressure on him. I mean, this is my uh, this is my it's such a litmus test of what recruiting rankings has become. I've seen now a handful with with this new phenomenon of transferring and the relatively new phenomenon of star ratings. I've seen now a handful of four- or five-star quarterbacks. The highest-rated quarterback to ever transfer to the Big Sky Conference, I believe, was Dylan McCaffrey. I believe he was an Elite 11 quarterback. I think there's only been two guys that were Elite 11s, in other words, ranked by certain scouting sites as some of the 10 or 11 best quarterbacks in the country. I believe it's Travis Johnson who ended up playing wide receiver at Montana State or Dylan McCaffrey who came from Michigan to Northern Colorado. And it's so amazing because... Of all of the highest-rated quarterbacks I've seen in person in the Big Sky, most of the worst ones are the guys that were rated the highest. 
and it can't, it makes me sort of have this cynical view. I know that there has been elite eleven guys that went on to become, you know, Andrew Luck, who's the best quarterback I've ever seen live in college. When I watched him against UW, uh, his senior year at Stanford, but it, it is sort of funny. But you're right. Uh, they they made a big splash by bringing in Dylan McCaffrey last year. Got him a lot of headlines. They made it for better or worse. They made it the McCaffrey show in Greeley last year. Ed McCaffrey didn't come to the media days, but then he paraded around doing a media tour. He came on this show, all that stuff. They brought in this five-star transfer from Michigan, but Dylan McCaffrey wasn't any good, and it really held Northern Colorado back last year. And I think it also underrated some of the other guys that they brought in, like the Cassidy Woods kid, the receiver. He's good. He just couldn't get the ball because Dylan McCaffrey couldn't do anything but check down to the running back out of the backfield. Yeah, and they've got um, Elijah Dotson in this year. Last year was a bad year for transfer quarterbacks in the in the Big Sky as a whole. I mean, Matt McKay kind of flamed out at Montana State. Keandre Wudte lost his job at Northern Arizona. It was a tough year for guys with uh, sort of big pedigrees in the Big Sky Conference. But I digress. I think it, it'll be interesting. You know, you could take some positive signs out of Northern Colorado's performance last year just because of how bad the program had been if there wasn't all this stuff floating around. I mean, I think, you know, look at a guy like Charlie Raggle at Idaho State. If they won a couple games and saw, I think, you know, Northern Colorado had a market improvement on defense last year, came up with a couple really good players on defense. They were way better on defense. I think if that was Charlie Raggle's first year at Idaho State, you'd be really encouraged if that happened this year. But because of all that stuff, other stuff swirling around the program, I think there is, I'd put Northern Colorado in the some pressure category. Certainly some pressure. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. It's the Montana Football Hour. It is presented by the advocates. Parents, if you have a young driver in the house that was injured because of someone else's negligence, call the advocates. They'll take over the stressful legal process so you can take care of your child and help them get back on their feet. Everyone deserves an advocate. Give them a call today, 406-640-4444. The advocates are here to help you. One of the stories you did before the season was a fun story, a two-part story, breaking down the quarterbacks in the league because the overwhelmingly biggest story in the league is that the Big Sky Conference, which has largely been known as a quarterback's conference for quite some time, had uh, a lack of stability at the position. You basically had pretty much every starting job in the league up for grabs going into fall camp last year, except for Eric Berrier at Eastern Washington and Davis Alexander at Portland State. I don't think it's a coincidence that the two guys at his name were like the two only two really good quarterbacks in the league last year. It was funny to watch how there was this massive quarterback competition across the league, and none of those guys really panned out. There was transfers all over the place. Hardly anybody kept their job. And then when you looked at the end of the year all-conference voting, it was three program guys. Eric Berrier, first team. Davis Alexander, second team. Jake Dunaway at Sacramento State, the third team. And then Asha O'Hare, who was the other quarterback at Sac State, sort of the other solid guy. So, I don't know. Where are we at with quarterbacks in this league? Because I was going to try to ask you about that as well. This has been the league for so long it's pretty much The team with the best returning starting quarterback is going to be the team that's penciled in as the preseason favorite in the league. I think that the media and the coaches are sort of learning that that's not as tried and true of a formula as it once was. And 
I'm not really sure where we're at with quarterbacks in the league this year either. I think there's a, t- I think there's Jake Dunaway at Sac State, and then a ton of question marks across the board around the rest of the league. Yeah, this is one. This is the first one that came to my mind when you asked me to think of questions, sort of for today's show. I mean, it's just simple. Who's the best quarterback in the league? I think it probably is Jake Dunaway at Sacramento State, right? Um, who showed really well last year. You're right that there are a lot of question marks after that. I think there's also a fair amount of potential, though, on some of these teams and some of these quarterbacks sort of after Jake Dunaway. And we'll see how Jake Dunaway does as the only starter because I don't think O'Hara's back this year. So it should be just his show. Uh, O'Hara is back. He is a nominee for the uh, all-purpose player on the offense. So Interesting. This is confusing to me, though, because we talked about Sac State a couple weeks ago before you left. And I Googled their roster, and I was typing in Dunaway, and I was then under the impression that he was no longer there. All of a sudden, he is. He's on the all-conference preseason ballot. He's been there for forever. Right. And then I also thought Asher O'Hare might not be there, but then I looked, I saw him on the the all-conference ballot under the all, uh, all-purpose player category, and he was on there. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if they're... They're messing with the roster, right? I, I don't know what they're doing there at Sacramento State. but uh, I do think that's the best situation in the league, though, in terms of, of guys under center. And then it, it gets really interesting after that. I mean, Montana State has Tommy Malott. They brought in the Wyoming transfer, Sean Chambers. I mean, they should find a way to make that work. Montana, of course, looking like it's going to be Lucas Johnson. There's certainly some potential there. Bronson Barron comes back at Weber State. I mean, he's been the guy... In terms of this recent line of Weber State quarterbacks was sort of the most juice, the biggest arm, the best playmaker. But he he was hurt a lot of last year. We'll see how that works out. Uh, I really like the R.J. Martinez kid at Northern Arizona who was uh, freshman of the year or in contention for freshman of the year. Um, We talked about Davis McCaffrey and then two really interesting question marks, I think, at the Idaho schools. Right. Tyler Vanderwall is back for Idaho State. He is sort of the forgotten man because he is. people were actually kind of high on Idaho State last year. You can look year. up the article that I wrote I mean, ranking I the quarterbacks I think, I before the season. I believe Idaho State was picked to finish sixth last year in the Big Sky. And it's all about perspective, but Idaho State is usually picked to finish towards the bottom. And they were picked to finish like at the top of the second tier of the league last year. And so much of that was because of Tyler Vanderwall and some of the other weapons that they had around him, but then they, when he went out, they just melted down, and they, they just had a really hard time keeping it on the tracks. Yeah, they had nobody else behind him, um, and you know, he's got his issues too. He's he's prone to interceptions. He's, he's a bit of a gunslinger. He likes forcing balls in tight spaces, you know, but he has the potential to be certainly a top-half quarterback in the league and maybe a little bit better than that, and then Idaho, guess who they have now? Jabore Gibbs, who used to start for South Dakota State. And he was a big-time guy, right? He was supposed to be like the guy. Missouri Valley some, Newcomer of the Year in 2019, and then he's sort of been hurt the last couple of years. They brought in Oladokan because that dude got hurt, right? Yes. Interesting. So he's now at Idaho, um, and that's a guy who, I mean, that's a guy who certainly has the potential to be among the best in the league. So I think, you know, when we're looking at, at guys who have potential, I mean, any one of those guys I just named, Bronson Barron or R.J. Martinez or Jabore Gibbs, Tyler Vanderwall maybe, the guys at Montana and Montana State, any of those guys could sort of break out. I think they have the capability to break out and put themselves in that conversation with the Sac State guys. More Big Sky Conference football talk as part of the Montana Football Hour. 
But first, when we come back, a young man who's really grown into himself, quite literally. He's put on a ton of mass. He looks great physically. He was one of the standouts just in terms of the eye test at the East-West Shrine game last month in Great Falls. Bronson Henriksen, he is a Polson High School graduate who's coming to the University of Montana to play defensive line. He'll join us as part of our recruiting series right after this. The Montana Football Hour rolls on. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. He's new on his now. 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. You want us now on ESPN Radio, coming to you live through the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, new to Montana. You can find them here in the Garden City at the corner of Stevens and Mount. You can also check them out online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Northwest Motorsport boasts the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. So go visit nwmsrocks.com. The Montana Football Hour rolls on. We do the Montana Football Hour, the first hour of each Monday's show from 4 to 5. Get your week kicked off right. The Montana Football Hour is presented in part by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank has close to 40 locations around the state of Montana. They are locally owned and operated. They are in Montana and only in Montana, and they plan on keeping it that way. Let Stockman Bank show you the Stockman difference today. We are happy to continue our recruiting series. We have been doing interviews with a bunch of the in-state products that are going to both the Grizzlies and the Bobcats, sort of in parallel with our Senior Spotlight series that's also highlighting some of the best individual senior athletes from this graduating class, which was a really good one. A lot of Division I caliber kids, whether it's in football or otherwise. So we've had a lot of fun doing this and, and uh, talking and catching up with some of the best uh, soon-to-be college freshmen and recent high school graduates. And we continue that with a young man from just about an hour up the road north of Missoula. Bronson Hendrickson joins us right now. He is a recent graduate of Polson High School and a future defensive lineman for the Montana Grizz football team. What's up, Bronson? How you doing, man? I'm great. How are you, Colter? Good, man. Thanks so much for taking some time. Thanks so much for joining us. It was uh, 
interesting to to see sort of the, the scuttle that was after the East-West Shrine game. I was trying to track down as many people as I could, and I got to catch up with a couple of your future teammates, Tyson Rostad, Bo Dantic, Caden uh, Hewitt. And I saw you from afar, but I wasn't able to track you down and actually introduce myself. But let's start there. Uh, first of all, how's the summer been, and what did you think of that experience? Probably pretty fun for you uh, playing on a, a really good West squad in that East-West Shrine game and getting a chance to play with a bunch of your your future teammates. What did you think of just your experience in Great Falls and Butte uh, at the East-West Shrine game a couple weeks ago? I mean, it was fantastic. Like, you get to see a lot of these guys play but never actually play alongside, like, a lot of them throughout, like, high school. But, like, finally being able to, like, see what those guys are made of and, like, see what a lot of my future teammates have to offer. I mean, it was pretty fantastic. Like, that whole roster, like, top to bottom. I mean, all those guys are just all-stars in their own right. So it was fantastic to be a part of that crew and to play for something bigger than ourselves. I think there was, uh, I think, 10 future Grizz in the game, and, and Bo Dantic was kind of the only one that was on the east oh, side yeah. of things. Uh, so did you, I mean, had you met any of those guys before? Did you get a chance to know some of your future teammates? Oh, yeah, I've, like, known almost all of them previously. From, like, whether it be basketball or just to, like, mutual friends, I've known almost all of them. But, yeah, no, we teased Bo quite a bit about that uh, during this January on our, or I think it was sometime around then, on a recruiting trip at the U. We teased him because he's the only one from the East who was going to be going to the Grizz. So we gave him a lot of grief about that. Bronson Henderson joining us. He's a recent Polson High School graduate. He's coming to play defensive line for the Montana Grizzlies this upcoming fall. Just tell us about the path. I mean, it's been, Polson's been a good program in recent years. It's, it's always been a good program, but it, it's been a good program in terms of producing Division One guys in recent years. And uh, I know that you know, Scott Wilson's kid Tanner came down here to play for a little while. Matt Rensvold's still on the roster as well. But uh, so obviously, you know, you're from 70 miles north of Missoula. Grizz are obviously right on your radar just in terms of being close to the program. But when did they first land on your radar in terms of recruiting you? Um, I found out I was going to be getting recruited by the Grizz like towards the end of my junior year. And then going into my senior year and the beginning of my senior year is when I really started to get recruited by the Grizz hard. When they first come to the table, I mean, what's the pitch? What are they selling you that you like? And, and what what did you sort of think about it beforehand and, what, and maybe did anything change your mind or what, what did you think of just the Grizz going into it and what did they sell you on when they first you know, started uh, giving you the pitch? I think what really sold me is just like the camaraderie and like this, the utmost support from the community and also just like how tenacious their defense is. Like I knew that like as a player, I would fit pretty well into that and just seeing like the havoc they wreak on the field. Like it's, just an awesome unit to be a part of, and I can't wait for it. Well, we love covering it. It, it is uh, controlled chaos, to be sure. I mean, they know exactly where they're going, but you never know where they're going when you're watching it pre-snap. It is one of the most exotic defenses uh, I have seen. How would you describe it? I mean, what do you think of what your future role is going to be here in this defense? Because this is sort of uh, not really like a lot of defenses that almost anybody in the country is running. I mean, they bring the heat, and they bring it often. I'd say just the simplest way I can put it is just controlled mayhem, cause as much chaos as possible, but also be just poised and controlled while doing it. Yeah, it is. It is uh, very fun 
uh, to try to dissect. I mean, Bobby Houck has been back now for, for four seasons and five years, and we've been watching as they have been, uh, I guess, three seasons fully. This will be his fourth season, this upcoming one. Uh, but it, it took me a couple seasons to truly get sort of what, what the ins and outs of, of the attack was. But it, it does seem like such a fun one to play in. What do you think about the challenge of of just joining the team and, and just becoming a, a college football player? How do you get yourself mentally prepared, especially with fall camp just a couple weeks away? Um, I know for me personally, like, it's pretty much just going back to the bottom of the totem pole. Like, the mindset that I have right now is I just want to learn and grow as much as possible, like, whether that be as, like, a teammate or, like, as a player individually, just – grow as much as possible, but also establish myself at the same time. Bronson Hendrickson joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. So part of our Montana Football Hour. Also an extension of our recruiting series, catching up with a bunch of the in-state products that are coming to play for either the Grizzlies or the Bobcats. Bronson, when I saw you in, uh, in Great Falls, from afar at least, it looked like you, you put on some weight. What's, what's been the last couple of months been like for you, and, and uh, you know, how's does that element going, just the training, the regimen, you know, trying to get big and strong before you, you hit the ground running here in a couple of weeks? Yeah, I mean, I've pretty much just been trying to become the best athlete I can coming into this fall. So I've really just been trying to put on more mass, but also maintain the quickness and speed that I already have and get even quicker and faster. So, yeah, pretty much just sharpening those skills and just getting bigger, faster, stronger. There's a, such a science to it now. I mean, there's always been a science to it, but it seems as if young athletes now ha- have a little bit better of a blueprint and you know kind of the difference between good weight and bad weight. So what are, what are some of the stuff you've been doing? Because like you mentioned, you want to put on mass, but you also want to stay fast. So. Uh, how you been balancing that? What sort of stuff have you been doing to try to hone that element of your athleticism? Um, I know mass-wise, I try to eat within like four to 5,000 calories a day. But oh. in turn with that, I also have to like, I work on mobility quite a bit and also just like strength training too. Like I do the workouts that Coach Ryan has been giving us through the Team Builder app. So yeah, pretty much just like getting strong and like pretty big, but also being able to be mobile and just be able to be quick, quick feet, quick hips, all that stuff. Well, that'll certainly be a key for you, especially in this specific uh, defensive scheme. What are you weighing right now? Are you, are you about what you signed at at 240, 245 or where are you at right now? Uh, yeah, I'm right in like that, like 235, 240 range right in there. I think they have me listed at 230, if right. I remember. Yeah, right. I'm actually I'm looking at the, your signing day thing. It actually is. It's 230. So you, you've put on a little weight since then, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about just the, the position coach you're going to play for? I mean, I got a chance to hang out with Coach Sachs a little bit at a golf tournament earlier this summer, and, man, is that guy a riot. He, he's just all over the place. He's so funny, and uh, he's always got a joke for everything and everybody. How much did that play in your recruiting, though? What do you think of just the opportunity to go play for a guy that has so much experience coaching D-line? Oh, Sachs is a huge reason I made the decision I did in going to the University of Montana. I mean, he is, yes, he's unique, that's for sure. I'm, I love him to death, and I'm really excited to see what these years hold with him coaching me. 
And how about Coach Houck? It's so interesting to me, some of you guys from in-state that are getting recruited by Coach Houck now, because I've been around Coach Houck since uh, he was first at Montana years and years ago. But we're getting to the point now where a lot of you guys are young enough that you don't remember that, you, or at least you only kind of maybe knew, or maybe your dad or your brother or somebody tells you. But what's your perspective on Coach Houck and the job he's doing right now at Montana, and, and what do you think of just him as your future head coach? Um, I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. I've heard pretty good things about Coach Houck, and I know he knows my stepdad pretty well also. But, yeah, I mean, like, I really enjoy Like, I've enjoyed seeing what he's done with the program and just, like, the characteristics that he upholds and, like, the values that him and the team, like, hold to a pretty high standard. So I'm really looking forward to it in that sense. Bronson Hendrickson joining us here on the Montana Football Hour. He is an incoming University of Montana recruit slated to play D-line for the Grizzlies and uh, just enjoying his last couple weeks of summer before these guys report. Uh, Bronson, now that it's been a few months and it's kind of all settled in and uh, set in for you mentally, what does it mean to you to get this opportunity, to get a chance to go play for the Grizzlies? And, you know, what do you think it will be like when you actually are officially a part of the roster? Um, I mean, playing for the Grizz has been a goal of mine since I was a young kid. So to finally be, finally be able to go have the opportunity to be able to play at that level is just beyond awesome. And this upcoming year, I know it's going to be like, it's certainly going to be challenging, but I mean, just take it for what it is and then just learn and grow as much as possible. So I want to make the most of the chance I have. The hard stuff, the the challenges, that's what makes it all worth it. And it sounds exactly like what Coach Alk wants in his recruits. So I think that you will do very well if you embrace the challenge. Bronson Henderson from Polson joining us here on Nuanas Now. Thanks for being here, man. Best of luck. I would say talk to you soon, but no freshman interviews in Coach Alk's program. So this will be the last time we talk until maybe coming out of that year going into spring ball next year. But in the meantime, best of luck with this first year. Congratulations on all your success and best of luck with continuing that success as well. Thanks for being here with us. Yes, thank you very much for having me. Bronson Hendrickson, Polson, Montana, coming to the Montana Grizzlies. He's a good-looking kid, man, Six foot five, about 240 pounds. He's got a lot of potential, a lot of growth potential, a lot of frame potential. And if he gets uh, keeps on building that strength and explosion, he could be a good one for the Montana Grizzlies. The Montana Football Hour, presented by the Advocates, The advocates don't collect a dime until they win your case. Contact an advocate by calling 406-4444 or visit online 24-7 at montanaadvocates.com. The advocates are here to help and are waiting for your call, so call today because you deserve an advocate. What is roster equivalency at the FCS level? How does it impact the announcement of transfers? And what other Big Sky Conference football questions do we have? That could be a conversation that continues all week. Who knows? But we'll continue it here next. Juan is now ESPN Radio. This is Nuwana is Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Andrew Houghton on the turntables behind the glass. I usually curate the playlist, but I've been giving it up to the producers lately. I mean, Tommy's a professional DJ, and, uh, you know, Andrew, if we ever get a little hip-hop station here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, he's my first choice, spin the records. Actually, it's got to be a co 
deal with him and Rajim Seabrook, of course. <laughs> but that would be a fire station, I promise you that. Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app, the new ESPN Montana app, ready for you to download. So go do it. Great way to listen and or watch this show live and or archived anytime, anywhere. Montana Football Hour continues. It's presented by The Advocates. If you or a loved one has been injured in an accident, call 406-640-4444 and talk to The Advocates today. The Advocates will handle paperwork and frustrating phone calls with the insurance company for you so you can focus on helping you or your loved ones heal and recover peacefully. Chat with your advocate at montanaadvocates.com. I'm actually thinking... Well, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say this and tease this, and then we'll hash this out tomorrow because our good friend Carolyn uh, is upcoming in a little bit less than ten minutes. So stay tuned for that. Chicken does no sports coming up. I've been getting a lot of there's been a lot of scuttle on Twitter about transfers coming specifically to the University of Montana, but also into the Big Sky Conference in general. And there's a couple different details that go into this. One is the concept of the equivalency for FCS rosters. So in the FCS, you can split up scholarships. You can theoretically have one scholarship that would be considered a full ride. You have a certain amount of scholarship dollars because scholarships for out-of-state players and in-state players are worth a different amount of money. And the way that you split them up is detailed and uh, different as well. So you could have a variety of guys sharing, quote-unquote, sharing one scholarship. But you could also have guys that are sharing, uh, in-state and out-state guys sharing scholarships, but it's more likely that you have in-state guys sharing scholarships because it's cheaper for in-state kids to go to Montana. So you're trying to get, trying to use your 63 full scholarships allowed. 85 guys in your program are allowed to be on scholarships. You can have 85 scholarship players, 85 non-walk-ons. And then you have 104 on your roster. So hitting those numbers, making sure you use all 63 of your scholarships on 85 different players, and then having 104 guys on your roster, that's what you call equivalency. Why does that impact transfers? Well, there are a few guys with FBS credentials that are on campus for the University of Montana right now. Those guys have not been reported on because those guys are not officially a part of the team until they hit the, the ground running for fall camp. But more specifically, they're not actually on the team until class starts. Why? Because your eligibility doesn't start until your actual class schedule starts. So, and that's particularly true for grad transfers. So, there is a scenario in which a player and or person could be on campus right now training with Montana, training at Montana State with a big sky team. They could be on campus right now training with the team. Their paperwork's complete. They're accepted, admissions, all that. Until they go to class, they're not officially on the squad because they could transfer at any time still. The, the, the doomsday, the worst-case scenario, the transfer portal nightmare is if you had a dude on your squad that's fighting for a starting job, that's an older veteran guy that's a, a transfer, and then he leaves 
like the week before the game. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm not, I'm not aware of that ever happening in any sector, but that is a possibility. So there's been a conversation on Twitter that we've been tagged on. Why isn't there announcements from the University of Montana about guys that are perceived to be and or are on campus? Well, you can't... The school can't announce it until it's a fact. Montana State had a couple guys transfer in at the end of spring that then they added to the roster before summer, but those guys were in summer school. Once they're in summer school, once they're in class, boom, it starts. I'm under the impression that these guys that are here for Montana, most of them are graduate transfers, and most of them are not in class right now. So they're not officially part of the program. That's why UM hasn't announced it. It's also why it's really difficult to report. You need to have direct confirmation from somebody. If the kid posts it on Twitter, okay, then you can report according to his personal Twitter account. But if you don't have any secondary confirmation, you can't report this stuff, even if you know the guys are around. And again, what are you actually reporting if they're not a member of the team? The other thing is this makes it so convoluted in terms of that equivalency. That's why you bring that up. Because... The roster numbers, it used to be that there was like steadfast deadlines for when these roster numbers would be locked in. Right before fall camp, right before the start of the season, right at the end of the season, right after winter conditioning, right before spring ball, right after spring ball. Well, now your roster is a moving target all the time. It used to be if you came to a FCS program and you didn't have any scholarship money and then you earned some, it was very, very, very unlikely that you would then go back to being a walk-on unless you got in some sort of trouble or you're hurt or whatever. Now, though, the way that they smatter the money all around, it's so hard to know who's getting what, but they're also trying to make sure that if something doesn't work out, if someone doesn't work out, they have the ability to go get someone else. And that's where this open free agency that all the coaches don't like can be beneficial, but more importantly, just simply exists. It gives you another option. Last year, I've told this story many times, but this is one of the funniest moments of fall camp covered Bobby Houck in my 10-plus fall camps covered him. One day I was down there. The kickers weren't weren't good. I asked about the kickers. He blankly looked at me and said, they're under evaluation. Next question. And the next day, Kevin Macias was on campus. How do you add a guy midway through fall camp? Well, you got to have a scholarship to go get him or part of a scholarship to go get him. So it's always a moving target, and you don't want to commit yourself to using a scholarship if that guy is going to leave. You also want to give yourself breathing room in terms of having a scholarship if you need to go fortify your roster. It's confusing. It's hard to understand. It's convoluted. I know it's it's much less uh, what we wish it was. But it is the way that it is, so that's why we continue to talk about it. So there you go. That's why equivalency matters, but also why there is some uh, non-reporting going on for some various transfers uh, at the University of Montana and otherwise. All that said, SkylineSportsMT.com working on a scoop, trying to get it confirmed, and we will confirm it as soon as we can. We'll, we'll confirm it as soon as it's confirmed. How about that? But stay tuned, SkylineSportsMT.com or at SkylineSportsMT on Twitter. I'll look for that for University of Montana, Chris Football, and the rest of the Big State Conference, all your breaking news and recruiting commentary. That concludes the Montana Football Hour. It is presented proudly by the Advocates.
We do this the first hour of each Monday's show, and we will continue now that it is, in my mind, officially football season. Summer weather brings more distractions and dangerous driving to our roads. If you or a loved one has been injured, the advocates are here to help you. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal process so you can get back on your feet emotionally, financially, and physically. Call 406-640-4444 today. And remember, you deserve an advocate. Chicken Does No Sports, Monday edition, first one ever. Just around the corner, keep it right here, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 